Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Sunday, July 4th, 2021. Let's take a look at today's prices. At number one, we got BTC at $35,288, up 2.14%. Ethereum at number two, $2,311, up 4.47%. Tether at number three, $0.99. Binance Coin number four, $302.71, up 3.02%. At number five, Cardano, $1.43, up 0.82%. Dogecoin at number six, 24 cents, down 0.29%. XRP at number seven, 68 cents, up 2.93%. USD coin at number eight, 99 cents. Polkadot at number nine, $15.69, up 0.93%. And at number 10, Uniswap, $20.57, up 9.42%. Let's take a look at the Crypto Fear and Greed Index. Extreme fear can be a sign that investors are too worried. That could be a buying opportunity. When investors are getting too greedy, that means the market is due for a correction. Today's charts we look at as fear at 27. Yesterday was extreme fear at 24. Last week was extreme fear at 22. And last month at this time was fear at 27. All right. So before we take a look at the articles, I just want to say thank you to all the subscribers. Thank you to all the listeners and watchers on the YouTube channel, on the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Thanks so much to everyone all across the globe. I see you guys in the States. I see you guys in Europe and Asia and also in South America. And I think I have a few listeners in Africa as well. So yes, thank you so much. Let's take a look at the table of contents. Article one is, why is it so hard to find a GPU in 2021? Article two, Bitcoin mining is now easier and more profitable as algorithm adjusts after China crackdown. Article three, celebrities who've gotten involved with cryptocurrency. Article four, crypto analyst Ethereum will outperform Bitcoin in July. Article five, are cryptocurrency ransom payments tax deductible? And the main topic for today is how much Bitcoin do you really need to become rich? All right. So let's take a look at article number one. Why is it so hard to find a GPU in 2021? The pandemic isn't helping BC builders find GPUs. Building a PC has never been this difficult. Starting in 2020 and extending into 2021, those attempting to buy a custom-built PC or to build one themselves are feeling the pinch of widespread unavailability of new graphics cards. Those lucky enough to find new cards are faced with an impossible decision. Wait and hope the market improves or fork over much more than the typical retail price to build now. And if you're looking for relief by buying secondhand, don't count on cheaper prices. On eBay right now, you can expect to pay two to three times the retail price of a new card for most older used models. So what gives? How did we find ourselves in a situation where a GPU could double or triple the price of your build? So first is global supply chain issues. A graphics card is nothing without the silicon chip inside of it. Instead of the, think of these chips as the brain of the GPU, a mini computer inside of your hardware. Before you can plug in that shiny new PC graphics card, companies like NVIDIA and AMD need semiconductors to make them. 
And while you rely on NVIDIA and AMD for graphics performance, they rely on companies like Samsung to produce the silicon. Due to a global shortage of silicon chips, NVIDIA and AMD can't get the job done fast enough to meet demand. With a global pandemic, the world's largest semiconductor manufacturers were forced to slow down production considerably and stop it altogether at times. Slowdowns in production coupled with a rise in demand as people found themselves stuck inside and looking to upgrade or build new gaming or production rigs has left us in a bit of a bind when it comes to sourcing parts. It's a problem that isn't unique to PC builders. Mobile phones like Apple's iPhone 12 face delays due to concerns of stock availability. Console gamers are still waiting to get their hands on a PS5 or Xbox Series X due to supply chain issues. Specifically in sourcing the graphics cards these next-gen consoles rely on. Scalpers. If supply chain issues weren't bad enough, scalpers are making all of our lives more difficult by buying entire inventories of these cards and selling them for huge profits to hardware-hungry consumers. By buying up inventory, either in the store or by using bots to snag available GPUs as they appear online, scalpers control the supply and can artificially inflate demand. This, as we're seeing now, drives prices into the stratosphere. The secondary market is loaded with GPUs selling at two or three times their original retail price for used hardware. New GPUs are either unavailable or being bought and resold on sites like eBay, Craigslist, and Facebook Marketplace for hundreds, even thousands more than their suggested retail price. Some retail stores have put systems in place that aim to curb this behavior by limiting purchases to one item per person. Every little bit helps, but sophisticated scalpers can always skirt the system with multiple user accounts and large networks of people who work together to source inventory and share profits. Number three, cryptocurrency miners. Last but certainly not least, are cryptocurrency miners. We've seen this before. In the 2017 cryptocurrency gold rush, Bitcoin neared a then record price of $20,000, leading to massive spikes in GPU purchases by those looking to mine cryptocurrency rather than buy it. Shortly after, Bitcoin tanked, leaving the cryptocurrency market in shambles and fueling a widespread sell-off of these GPUs in secondary markets. History, as it often does, is repeating itself. Bitcoin this year has been on a tear, exceeding $60,000 at one point. This has fueled interest in a segment that's loaded with altcoins, each of which has been riding a similar wave of success. Cryptocurrency miners are once again interested in the space and buying up GPUs to turn hardware into mining rigs in hopes of striking it rich. These rigs work by utilizing the power of a GPU to solve complex mathematical algorithms that are meant to secure a cryptocurrency network. Once a problem is solved, miners are rewarded with cryptocurrency for their troubles. These rigs typically rely on multiple GPUs to increase the rate at which they can solve these algorithms, thereby securing bigger rewards. NVIDIA this year made an attempt to thwart miners by blocking cryptocurrency mining on its RTX 3060 graphics card, but the strategy failed after it released a driver that re-enabled its mining capacity. 
Until the cryptocurrency market reaches its next bear market, it's unlikely we'll see a decrease in demand for GPUs from cryptocurrency miners. But when it does, expect a flood of cheap cards onto secondary markets, each of which will be mostly worthless after being run at their max processing limit. So when will it end? Last start with the good news. Uh, NVIDIA and AMD both report that they're back to pre-pandemic production levels. This is undoubtedly a good thing. Now for the bad, while production is back to pre-pandemic levels, demand is at an all-time high. NVIDIA told The Verge that the GPU shortage is likely to continue through 2021 and into 2022. That's not to say you won't find a GPU this year, but it's not going to be easy. So there you guys have it. Why is it so hard to find a GPU in 2021? Comment down below if you're a gamer or if you're mining crypto. Thanks. Let's take a look at article number two. Bitcoin mining is now easier and more profitable as algorithm adjusts after China crackdown. Three key points in this article. Number one, more than 54% of Bitcoin's hash rate, which is the collective computing power of miners worldwide, has dropped off the network since its market peak in May. Two, the Bitcoin code has recalibrated to make it 28% less difficult to mine. Three, Miners who are still plugged into the network stand to make greater profits, while most of the network's miners remains offline. So it just became a whole lot easier and much more profitable to mine for Bitcoin. The world has known for months that more than half the world's Bitcoin miners would be going dark as China cracked down on mining. Now that it's happened, the Bitcoin algorithm has adjusted accordingly to make sure miner productivity doesn't continue to fall off a cliff. That adjustment, which took effect early Saturday morning, also means that there are way more cash is going to be the Bitcoin miners who remain online. This will be a revenue party for miners, said Bitcoin mining engineer Brandon Arvanigi. They suddenly own a meaningfully larger piece of the pie, meaning they earn more Bitcoin every day. So mining made easier. A Bitcoin miner runs a program on a computer to try to solve a puzzle before anyone else does. Solving that puzzle is what completes a block, a process that both creates new Bitcoin and updates the digital ledger, keeping track of all Bitcoin transactions. China had long been the epicenter of Bitcoin miners, with past estimates indicating that 65 to 75% of the world's Bitcoin mining happened there. But a government-led crackdown has effectively banished the country's crypto miners. For the first time in the Bitcoin network's history, we have a complete shutdown of mining in a targeted geographic region that affected more than 50% of the network, said Darren Feinstein, founder of BlockCap and Core Scientific. More than 50% of the hash rate, the collective computing power of miners worldwide, has dropped off the network since its market peak in May. Fewer people mining means that fewer blocks are solved each day. Typically, it takes about 10 minutes to complete a block. But Feinstein told CNBC the Bitcoin network has slowed down to 14 to 19 minute block times. This is precisely why Bitcoin recalibrates every 2016 blocks or every about every two weeks, resetting how tough it is for miners to mine. On Saturday, the Bitcoin code automatically made it about 28% less difficult to mine, a historically unprecedented drop for the network. Uh, 
thereby restoring block times back to the optimal 10-minute window. The Bitcoin algorithm is programmed to handle an increase or decrease in mining machines, according to Mike Coiler, CEO of digital currency company Foundry. It is a self-regulating market that does not require any outside committee to determine what to do. This is a very powerful concept, he said. So fewer competitors and less difficulty means that any miner with a machine plugged in is going to see a significant increase in profitability and more predictable revenue. All Bitcoin miners share in the same economics and are mining on the same network. So miners, both public and private, will see the uplift in revenue, said Kevin Zhang, former chief mining officer at Green Ridge Generation, the first major U.S. power plant to begin mining behind the meter at a large scale. Assuming fixed power costs, Zhang estimates revenues of $29 per day for those using the latest generation Bitmain miner versus $22 per day prior to the change. Longer term, although miner income can fluctuate with the price of the coin, Zhang also noted that mining revenues have dropped only 17% from the Bitcoin price peak in April, whereas the coin's price has dropped about 50%. We are expecting a period of much higher mining profitability for Compass mining clients, said Witt Gibbs, CEO and founder of Compass. A Bitcoin mining service provider, we expect miners to be approximately 35% more profitable. Blockcaps Feinstein agrees, we are expecting a revenue and profit increase for the foreseeable future. This was an unexpected gift to the network, not just on revenues, but on decentralization and sustainable energy metrics. Although the difficulty drop benefits all miners, those using new generation equipment stand to benefit the most. Feinstein tells CNBC that most of the gear in China that was turned off was old generation equipment, which is inefficient and runs on much smaller profit margins. So the six-month surge. It is hard to predict how long the hash rate deficit will last. Barber said that it is totally possible that Beijing could simply reverse their policy, and this could only be a short-term interruption. If not, most mining crypto experts agree that it will take anywhere from 6 to 15 months for all of that idle and displaced mining hardware to migrate. It's going to take a long time for the surplus to find a home, said Barber. Gibbs thinks miners should see heightened revenue for at least the rest of 2021. Every day, the Chinese miners are searching globally for places to turn their machines back on. There is very limited space at the moment, said Coiler. Part of the problem, according to Feinstein, is that even before China cut off mining, there was already a lack of infrastructure to house the new generation miners being deployed monthly by Beijing-based manufacturer Bitmain. Now that the market is flooded with an oversupply of used mining rigs, it is tough to say how fast countries will be able to absorb the influx of gear. Some mining companies have had everything built and were just waiting for these ASICs to plug in, which could only and would only take a couple of days, explained Arvigani. Others may need to build containers, extend warehouses, or increase their power capacity. We won't see the hash rate reach what it used to be overnight, but we'll see a tick back up over the next few months, he continued. Of all the possible destinations for this equipment, the U.S. appears to be especially well-positioned to absorb this stray hash rate, 
CNBC is told that major U.S. mining operators are already signing deals to patriate some of these homeless Bitmain miners. U.S. Bitcoin mining is booming and has venture capital flowing to it, so they are poised to take advantage of the miner migration, Arvagani said, and told CNBC. Many U.S. Bitcoin miners that were funded when Bitcoin's price started rising in November and December of 2020 means that they were already building out their power capacity when the China mining ban took hold, he said. It's great timing. But Barber believes that much smaller players in a residential U.S. also stand a chance at capturing these excess miners. I think it's a signal that in the future, Bitcoin mining will be more distributed by necessity, said Barber. Less mega mines like the 100 plus megawatt ones we see in Texas and more small mines on small commercial and eventually residential spaces. It's much harder for a politician to shut down a mine in someone's garage. So there you guys have it. What do you think about Bitcoin mining is now easier and more profitable as algorithms adjust after China crackdown? Take a look at Article 3. This one's an interesting one. Celebrities who've gotten involved with cryptocurrency. So it's definitely the future. Cryptocurrencies have made some major headlines recently thanks to their soaring values. Although digital currencies like Bitcoin have been around for over a decade, the general public have only begun to take note of its massive potential over the past few years. And those taking note include celebrities too. Many stars have unsurprisingly turned to different forms of cryptocurrency as a new way to expand their business ventures and invest their money. And when it comes to selling their own products and merchandise, a few are even accepting cryptocurrencies as payment. With so many opportunities, these celebs believe that cryptocurrencies are the future and want their fans to get involved too. Read on to see what celebs are getting involved with cryptocurrency. Let's look at top 10. Number one. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow is a big proponent of cryptocurrency and actually served as an advisor for cryptocurrency wallet and exchange service Abra when they were featured on Planet of the Apps. Of Gwyneth's involvement in this company, CEO Bill Barhide said she's been a huge asset. She has been a huge value added. She's opened up her network to us, given us valuable business advice, her insights on running a consumer business with hundreds of thousands of paying customers, Bill told Forbes. Number two, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher has long been an early investor in digital products and services, and cryptocurrencies are no exception. While Ashton was interested in buying into Bitcoin over a decade ago, his wife, Mila Kunis, admitted she was skeptical about the opportunity because the Federal Deposit Insurance Corp. didn't insure it. Thankfully, Ashton decided to invest despite Mila's concerns. He sat me down and was like, hey, babe, I got to explain this thing to you. Tell me if I'm crazy. And I was like, cool, what is it, babe? He's like, "Uh, there's this thing. It's like mining for money. It's called cryptocurrency. And there's this company. This is eight plus years ago. He's like, it's called Bitcoin. And I was like, well, I think this is a horrible idea. And he went, cool, we're investing in it. So he didn't listen to me. I mean, this happens all the time, Mila said on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Number three, Katy Perry. While Katy Perry hasn't gotten into specifics of her involvement in the crypto market, she has made it clear that she's definitely interested in digital currency. 
Back in 2017, Katie met with Warren Buffett and said that she asked him thoughts on cryptocurrency. The following year, Katie even paid tribute to her favorite currencies with some very detailed nail art. Number four, Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton has been interested in cryptocurrency for several years after learning about the topic while having dinner with some Ethereum founders back in 2016. Not only does she believe cryptocurrencies are definitely the future, she also extremely passionate about NFTs. She released her first NFT for charity in 2020, and this year she shared her latest NFT drop in collaboration with artist Blake Catherine. I think NFTs are the future because it gives power back to the creators, and they make it much easier and less intimidating for the everyday collector. It's going to disrupt traditional spaces in art, music, and collectibles. I love that with NFTs, the rise of digital art, talented creators have a greater likelihood of being discovered because it gets rid of the gatekeepers. Whether it's the art gallery or the record label, it gives the creator better economics. We're definitely living in the golden age of the creator, so I can't wait to see what the future holds, Paris told Coindesk. Number five, 50 Cent. Back in 2014, 50 Cent partnered with Bitcoin payment service BitPay to accept the cryptocurrency in exchange for his album Animal Ambition. He is one of the first musicians to do so, and thanks to Bitcoin's value skyrocketing over the past few years, his decision has now made him a Bitcoin millionaire. At the time, 50 Cent said that he decided to accept the cryptocurrency because he was trying to keep up with the changing technology. Stay with times. Technology is what's changing the business. Got to get with it. I take money no matter if it's coins or dollars, he wrote in a Reddit AMA. Number six, Madonna. Madonna first got involved in cryptocurrency during a fundraising event for her charity raising Malawi, which cares for children living at the Home of Hope orphanage in Malawi. She teamed up with the cryptocurrency payments company Ripple for the online fundraiser as they pledged to match all donations made through the drive. Number seven, Johnny Depp. In 2018, Johnny Depp partnered up with Tatatoo, a cryptocurrency-centric social entertainment platform run by entrepreneur Andrea Lerivone. As part of the ideal, Johnny signed on to develop and produce film and digital content with the company. The following year, they released Waiting for the Barbarians, produced through both Tata 2 and Johnny's Infinitium Nihil production banner. In this era of democratized entertainment, I admired the imaginative ethos of Andrea and look forward to collaborating together in a liberating, progressive manner that will benefit the principles of our respective entities, Johnny said in a statement. Number eight, Mel B. Former Spice Girl Mel B became one of the first British artists to accept Bitcoin as payment for her music. Back in 2014, she reportedly partnered with Cloud Hashing to allow fans to purchase her Christmas single using the cryptocurrency. I love how new technology makes our lives easier. And to me, that's exciting. Bitcoin unites my fans around the world using one currency, Mel said on her website at the time. Number nine, Malacy Williams. Macy Williams began her cryptocurrency journey in 2020, but gathered advice from fans before making any investments. After asking if she should go long on Bitcoin in a poll, she received over 900,000 responses, and Elon Musk even weighed in on the matter. 
Despite a majority of fans telling her not to hold, she made her own decision. Thank you for the advice. I bought some anyway. Macy later tweeted. Number 10, Kanye West. Kanye West has expressed that he's been a big believer in Bitcoin and often speaks with his friends and experts about crypto. He even noted that he believes the currency will be the way of the future. These guys really have a perspective on what the true liberation of America and humanity will be. A lot of the tech guys, but specifically Bitcoin guys, were able to use the new highways, the new information highways, and create the next frontier of our existence, Kanye said on the Joe Rogan experience. So there you guys have it, the top 10 celebrities who've gotten involved with cryptocurrency. Let me know in your comments below which uh, celeb you think was really matched with cryptocurrency and which one you thought was, wow, I never expected that. All right. I'd just like to take a break and just say thank you so much for everyone that's been listening so far. I know that you guys have been supporting me, uh, whether you've been listening on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And also, if you want to check out the video version, you can check it out on YouTube. It's always under Dave's Daily Crypto Take. So do what you can by liking, sharing, and subscribing. And thank you so much. I appreciate the support. Let's keep on going. Article number four, crypto analyst, Ethereum will outperform Bitcoin in July. So as the popularity of crypto continues to rise, many people show interest in the price movement between Bitcoin and Ethereum. More so, BTC and ETH are the two major cryptos by market cap. According to a crypto analyst, the short-term ETH movement looks more bullish than that of BTC. The analyst made the comparison to determine which coin will outperform the other in July. In addition, the analyst said that the ETH-BTC pair is showing bullish reversal signs. Therefore, it makes it more likely that ETH will outperform BTC in July. Ethereum price movement. After reaching an all-time high price on May 12, ETH has been decreasing. All throughout the drop, it has been following a descending resistance line. However, the expert noted that on June 22nd, it created a double bottom pattern near the same level. Thus, he said this is considered a bullish pattern. Further, from the June 2020 low, the current ETH high has been added up to a raise of 34.62%. Thus, as per the expert, there is no overlap red line with the prior high allowing for the possibility that the upward flow is impulsive. Bitcoin price movement. After reaching an all-time high price on April 14, BTC has been trading in a range between 40500 and 31400 since May 19. However, on June 22, it touched a low of $28,805 before jumping back. Following this, the analyst said that the upward move was preset preceded by a very bullish change in the MACD, RSI, and stochastic oscillator. However, the RSI has yet to cross above 50, and the stochastic oscillator has made a bearish cross, added the analyst. In addition, he said, judging by the daily time frame, the price action is more bullish for ETH, but technical studies are more bullish for BTC. So in comparison to ETH, the short-term move looks more bearish for BTC. So what do you think about this crypto analyst? Do you agree that Ethereum will outperform Bitcoin in July? Comment down below and let me know which one is a toss-up. Article number five, 
are cryptocurrency ransom payments tax deductible? Any ransom payments made in cryptocurrency are taxed as property rather than currency. So be aware of the U.S. tax implications. About 2,000 years ago, during its Han, Han dynasty, China made peace with some of the nomadic people of Central Asia who continuously ransacked Silk Road traders for an easy payday. It did so in order to fully establish the Silk Road trade route, which stretched from China to Europe and to secure a great source of wealth from trading in luxury goods. Now, as trade increasingly has shifted to the digital realm during the global COVID-19 pandemic, cyber attackers are taking advantage of organizations' lax cybersecurity measures. They are using ransomware to lock these organizations' data with encryption until a ransom payment in cryptocurrency is made. Back in 2019, 98% of ransomware payments were made in Bitcoin. Ann Neuberger, United States Deputy National Security Advisor for Cyber and Emerging Technology, explained, in quotes, the number and size of ransomware incidents have increased significantly. The U.S. government is working with countries around the world to hold ransomware actors and the countries who harbor them accountable. But we cannot fight the threat posed by ransomware alone. The private sector has a distinct and key responsibility. The administration of President Joe Biden is moving to treat cyber attacks, which are estimated to cost $1 trillion a year and often take the form of ransomware, as a national security threat. Intelligence agencies have concluded that they pose an elevated threat to the country with gasoline, food supplies, and hospital systems at risk. Recently, the U.S. Department of Justice seized 63.7 BTC worth about $2.3 million at the time, representing the proceeds of a ransom payment made by Colonial Pipeline to the group known as DarkSide. It did so via a coordinated effort with the DOJ's uh, Ransomware and Digital Extortion Task Force, which collaborates with domestic and foreign government agencies in addition to private sector partners to combat the significant criminal threat. Lisa Monaco, the DOJ's Deputy Attorney General, noted, following the money or following the money remains one of the most basic yet powerful tools we have, she continued. Ransom payments are the fuel that propels the digital extortion engine, and the United States will use all available tools to make these attacks more costly and less profitable for criminal enterprises. Paul Abbott, Deputy Director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, added, we will continue to use all of our available resources and leverage our domestic and international partnerships to disrupt ransomware attacks and protect our private sector partners and the American public. So U.S. tax implications of ransom payments in cryptocurrencies. One question is whether ransomware payments can be considered an ordinary and necessary cost of doing business and be deducted from taxable income as a theft loss under sections 162A and 165A of the Internal Revenue Code, which provides authority to deduct any losses that were not covered by insurance or some other means. There are several judicial and administrative definitions of theft, and the Internal Revenue Services definition seems broad enough to encompass a cyber attack and allow for ransom pair payments made in cryptocurrency to be deducted as a business expense for federal tax purposes.
However, under Section 162C, if the ransom payment in cryptocurrency constitutes as an illegal bribe, illegal kickback, blackmail payment, or other illegal payment, such as one made to a group classified as a terror organization under any U.S. law, it would not be tax deductible. Thus, a taxpayer should distinguish illicit payments from ransomware cryptocurrency payments by highlighting the theft of property. Questions of illegality may arise when paying a ransomware demand in cryptocurrency to a cyber criminal with a known connection to a sanctioned or boycotted foreign government. Here is an example provided by Elliptic co-founder and chief scientist Tom Robinson. Elliptic was first to identify the Bitcoin wallet used by Darkside Ransomware Group to receive 75 Bitcoin ransom payment from Colonial Pipeline. Darkside, which is believed to be based in Eastern Europe, is an example of ransomware as a service. R-A-A-S. In this operating model, the malware is created by the ransomware developer, while the ransomware affiliate is responsible for infecting the target computer system and negotiating the ransom payment with the victim organization. This new business model has revolutionized ransomware, opening it up to those who do not have the technical capability to create malware, but are willing and able to infiltrate a target organization. Ransomware attackers may even offer a victim company a discount if it transmits the infection to other companies. These ransom payments in BTC are then laundered on dark web markets, according to a report issued by Flashpoint and Chain Analysis. Any ransom payment made in cryptocurrency is taxed as property rather than currency. Therefore, taxpayers are expected to keep detailed records of these ransom payment cryptocurrency transactions, report any gains, and report the fair market value of any mined cryptocurrency on their tax returns as well. Additionally, the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, or FinCEN, also regulates cryptocurrency-related transactions pursuant to the Bank Security Act, BSA by stating that an administrator or exchanger that accepts and transmits a convertible virtual currency or two buys or sells convertible uh, virtual currency for any reason is a money transmitter. Thus, under the BSA, a cryptocurrency transmitter is required to complete a risk assessment, develop a written program to avoid money laundering, designate an individual compliance officer, and complete other action items. So it should be noted that other profiting and culpable participants in a Bitcoin ransom payment scheme might find themselves facing criminal and tax fraud evasion penalties. For example, John McAfee, founder of the antivirus company bearing his name, had recently been charged with various tax crimes in the U.S. relating to nominee held uh, cryptocurrency transactions and was facing many years in prison if convicted. This may have been a factor in his decision to commit suicide in a Spanish jail after the court ruled he could be extradited to the United States. So what's the conclusion? In remarks to the U.S. Senate Appropriations Committee, FBI Director Christopher Wray advised ransomware victims to not pay a ransom to retrieve hijacked data 
or regain network access. He said that in general, we would discourage paying the ransom because it encourages more of these attacks. And frankly, there is no guarantee whatsoever that you're going to get your data back. Adding, we have to make it harder and more painful for hackers and criminals to do what they are doing. And he continued, quotes, we took upwards of 1,100 actions against cyber adversaries last year, including arrests, criminal charges, convictions, dismantlements, and disruptions, and enabled many more actions through our dedicated partnerships with the private sector, foreign partners, and at the federal, state, and local entities. So what do you guys think about this? Are cryptocurrency ransom payments tax deductible? Did you hear about the Colonial Pipeline ransomware attack? I heard that there's also ones against the hospital and also against the education sector. All right, let's move on to our main topic for today. And it is how much Bitcoin do you really need to become rich? Yeah, that's a question that's on everyone's mind. So the cryptocurrency market is a trillion dollar market with its overall valuation found to be $1.37 trillion at press time. Needless to say, many investors are trying to get in on the action since investing in crypto can potentially be lucrative, especially if you invest at the right time. For example, someone who may have invested $1,000 in Bitcoin a decade ago may have more than $15 million today, assuming they did not sell during the period. Well, this was 10 years ago. What about now? How much Bitcoin do you need to get rich? Can Bitcoin still make you a millionaire? Well, analyst Lark Davis discussed in his latest YouTube video. First of all, however, it is important to consider what Davis said. Quote, if you can actually afford to go out and buy one Bitcoin today, congratulations, you are rich. Because one Bitcoin is worth more than the average annual income of the majority of the world's citizens. According to the median income by country 2021 survey, the median annual income ranges from highest $73,910 in Luxembourg to the lowest $850 in Ethiopia. Getting rich from Bitcoin can be highly subjective, the analysts added, underlying that one thing that needs to be stressed upon is not going poor slowly with fiat. So how many BTC is enough? Is one BTC enough? Here's what the New Zealand-based analyst had to say. Quote, yeah, probably. Is it going to make you a millionaire? Maybe, maybe not. My estimate is that Bitcoin is going to end up rivaling the market cap of gold. That gives us around $550,000 per BTC. Those are some pretty incredible gains. However, looking into factors such as inflation, could BTC hit the $1 million mark? This could happen further down the road and a multi-year time frame should be considered. Not so long ago, Davis had also tweeted about the said projection. It's either the long-term route or the short-term riches. One could be buy a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. Easy money, right? Reiterating a long huddle sentiment, Davis said, quote, if you are expecting to get rich, Bitcoin is not necessarily the investment to do that. Although, if you think about it, 10x investment within 10 years, that blows anything away that you're going to get on stock markets. It's all about perspective and starting small. To get exposure to Bitcoin, one needs to factor in dollar cost averaging. 
while buying a little more regularly. As far as perspective is concerned, one could heed Davis' advice on looking at Bitcoin not as a means to get rich quickly, but as a way to not go poor slowly. You're going to be trading your bad money for good money over time, Davis added, further expanding on his viewpoint. An interesting fact to consider here would be that there are less than 700,000 addresses with one Bitcoin or more. If an individual can manage to stack one coin, then he or she could be a part of a possibly elite group of investors. So coming back to the point of how many BTC will one need to become a millionaire in the long-term game, here's what the analyst had to say. Quote, here's my opinion on how much Bitcoin you probably realistically need to become a millionaire this decade. Two Bitcoin. That's going to set you back between, let's say, 60K to 80K, depending on where the price of Bitcoin is when you watch this video. If you can afford that, then I think you have a very, very high chance of turning those two Bitcoin into a million dollars by the end of this decade, probably much sooner than that. So what do you think about Lark Davis? How much Bitcoin do you really need to become rich? Do you agree with his statement? Let me know and comment down below. Okay, so there we guys have it. Uh, let's end off this podcast and YouTube video with the prices one more time. At number one, BTC is at $35,284. Ethereum at number two, $2,310. Tether at number three, 99 cents. Binance coin number four, $303.79. Cardano at number five. $1.43. Dogecoin at number six, 24 cents. XRP number seven, 69 cents. USD coin number eight, 99 cents. Polkadot number nine, $15.77. And last but not least, number 10, Uniswap, $20.64. All right. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for listening in to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Again, please like, share, and subscribe. If you want, please comment and think about what you want to hear, what updates, what news you want to see in the next week or so. Again, you can catch me on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcast. And of course, check me out on YouTube video channel. That's Dave's Daily Crypto Take on all social media boards. So there you guys have it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.